idea what they are. They are. They are. They are. pilots have very often reported sightings, objects in the air that seem to defy the laws of physics. Monday night, 9 o'clock, East FM, 88.1, 107.1. It's everyone's favourite time. It's Occam's Razor. Uh, Jim Birchall, I am here. Sam from Haunted Auckland's here. How are you, Sam? Good, thanks. How are you? Can't complain. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about um, sort of secret societies, your Illuminatis, your trilateral commissions, this sort of thing. Before we dive straight into that, uh, you did a recent ghost investigation with the team at Horton, Auckland. Yep. Uh, you posted some creepy pictures of what looked like some sort of doll museum. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Where you were. Well, it's um, it was Lashley House and the Blockhouse and only Hunger. So okay, is that now? That's that old sort of uh, colonial building at Jellicoe. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, sort of a living museum as well, I suppose. So. Um, Museum of what? Just sort of pioneers or pioneer sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and a lot of old trinkety things as well. So a few rooms dedicated to um to the way things were, I suppose. Yeah. And a lot of that um was uh, um garments on on display and obviously a lot of a lot of creepy dolls, as you say. So, <laughs> it was. Yeah. I saw a creepy mannequin of uh, like a, a sailor boy. A or sailor something. boy. Yeah. What the, was that all about? It was just a sailor boy in a sailor outfit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But in, in terms of activity, uh, quite a quiet night. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was still under review of, of a lot of the audio and the video. Mm. But um, I think... Wait, it, where did it get a rep, its reputation from? Um, just being old, I guess. Yeah. Um, a few of the staff members there said they, they get uneasy feelings in some of the rooms. So yep. um, that's enough for us to go and have a look, I suppose. Prince Andrew isn't around, is he? No, not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> not with the dolls, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so pretty quiet activity wise. Yeah, I mean, one of our um, our electronic uh, meters did spike at one point. So it, uh, it was a, it's an eddy meter which um, detects um, air pressure, temperature, and EMF at the um, at the same time. So all three of those spiked at once, which was interesting, but it didn't happen again. So okay, is it that's unusual? Obviously, it is unusual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not unusual, but. When you're when you're talking to um, no one in the middle of the room, and then all of a sudden you get a response like that, um, it is interesting. But yeah. Um, yeah, as I say, it didn't happen again, so it's it's relatively inconclusive. Absolutely. Had you done research on the place before, or was it something? Did someone approach the organisation and and uh... Um, uh, Haunted Auckland been there before? Okay, uh, not with me personally. Yeah, so um, it was a follow up. Sort of it thing. was a follow up. Yeah, yep. um, we got a few new members, so. Yeah, it's good to get out to some of these new places. Like I said, I haven't been there. I didn't even know it was there, to be honest. So not, um, not all these places are accessible all the time, obviously. No, especially not at night either. Yeah. yeah. Is a council, you have need council permission or is it privately owned? Or? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest. But um, Did you guys just break in? No, we didn't break in. <laughs> there, there, were, there were two staff members um, oh, yeah. and, you know, we were there till about 11 o'clock. Yeah. They were, they were getting pretty tired by the end of it. Yeah. So, yeah, as you can imagine. Yeah. So, um yeah, we, we called it a night. I mean, as I say, nothing really really happened during the night that we could investigate further. Yeah. So it'll come down to the reviewing of the footage and the audio as well. And we talked about that, I think, last week. Um, the reviewing of the footage actually takes a lot longer than, than you think. It does, yeah. You, you see these shows on TV and they go to the van outside and the tech guy isolates some sort of mumble sound and they all get excited and all yep. that sort of thing. Um, how long does it actually take? 
Well, if you if you think in terms of if I were to set up a camera and leave it running for four hours, yeah, that's one camera that I have to re- four, hours. four hours worth of footage. So sure. if I've got multiple cameras, then it's however long that takes, and then you got the audio that's been running all that time as well. So, and do you evenly partition out the work um, amongst the team members, or does it take a specialized skill set to sort of? Uh um, to know what you're listening for. Basically, if you if you record it, you review it. Okay. <laughs> That's how it's done. Um, that. yep. I mean, sometimes it, it can be shared um, if we're if we're going in between footage of say um, DVR system footage and things like that. You know, yep. we're more than happy to share that. Yeah, uh, because that that's the the one item that would probably leave running in the same spot all night. If and, you yeah, sorry, and, and if you're staring at you know a, a hallway for four hours, it can get quite boring, and you're tempted to fast forward and things like that. But you know, that's the, if I do hit the fast forward, I'm going to miss something. Sort of mentality. You might not have been in this situation yet, um, where you get some footage that is pretty good evidence of of paranormal activity. After assessing it and sort of running it through your own peer review kind of system, does the organisation ever send it to experts to verify or, or to indeed give their opinion of what they think is going on before it, you know, well, before you give it a label, um, put the video out? Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that is the next step. You know, you yeah. have it analysed. I mean, as a group, we know if we're going to present anything and make it public, we know we're honest about it. Yeah. I mean, it is our reputation on the line, so we're, sure. we're not about faker anyway but i mean that's just our word for it as well yeah so um yeah i guess if if we want to prove it further then yeah that would be the next step how long would you hold on to a piece of obviously be tempting just to throw it straight on the net or youtube or whatever um how long would you hold on to a say you got a full body spectral apparition drifting through the weird dollhouse and only hung it how long yep. are you holding on that before you decide to uh, make things public? Because, you know, and, and maybe, you know, let a journalist know about it. Well, I think collectively as a group, we'd have to decide on it. Yeah. And as long as we're all happy with it, then sure, we'd put it online. Bang it out. Yeah. Okay. And of course, you know, we'd have to ask permission of the building owners and things like that, whether they want it to be public. Obviously, it's going to give them a little bit more attention as well. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just think about the old days. You know, if someone, had, <clears throat> if the the brown lady of Raynham Hall had been seen in twenty twenty, um, whether the person who caught her on film would sort of muck around, um, you know, complying to journalistic ethics, so to speak, like like you guys do, um, or they just sort of bang the whole thing straight up. Well, it's pretty much what they did, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, the news took a little bit longer to get around, but yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, it is exciting stuff. Yeah, sure. And it's not something I'd be able to keep a lid on personally. What if you found a Bigfoot? Um, depends on where I found it as well. Yeah, you know. Okay, this is a uh, hypothesis. You've got a, uh, but it's a deceased Bigfoot. It's been uh, shot by a hunter, or you shot it. Let's say you shot it accidentally. You take it home. You freeze it up. Are you putting it on display? Are you calling a scientist, or are you calling Fox News? Um, well, it's kind of hard answer to mm. question to answer. I mean, I have put you on the spot. Like yeah, I, I know I, what I'd do personally. I wouldn't want to shoot it, and even accidentally. I mean, I'm yeah. not a gun person, but um, yeah, I think. What if it was in your chicken coop though, and it was grabbing all your chickens and? Well, yeah, you'd I'd, probably just let it be. Wouldn't yeah, you? yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not a chicken person either. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd let it. I'd let it chase after them, I suppose. But yeah, I, I mean. Something like that that's been so elusive, would you yep. really want it to be public or would you still want it to be a mystery? Good point. 
And you have to worry about all the sort of nefarious government agents that yeah. would turn up to your house, wouldn't you? Because you know all of a sudden, you know, you've only seen one. Yeah. You know as soon as you make it public, there's somebody that's going to want to go out there and hunt it. Yeah. And there could be a whole family, a breeding, could be a whole breeding family, population. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then, then you sort of need to get all ET with it, don't you, in a way, and sort of yeah, yeah, protect it. Yeah, until it rides off on a bicycle yeah. into the. I mean, think of all, all the other animals that you know humans have already exploited. Yep. What's next? What's next? Tigfoots. Yeah. Interesting stuff. <laughs> Sorry, we did go off a giant <laughs> tangent there today. We're talking secret societies. Uh, let's start with the Illuminati um, or the Enlightened, as uh, as they're also called uh, in a loose translation. They started in 1776, um, mostly sort of in Bavarian states, I think. Um, they've had significant influence in society in, in the sense that they've either managed to hide it in plain sight and uh, run the world um, as they see fit, are they a group of individuals or is the whole thing a giant hoax? Um, I'm of the opinion that there is groups in society of what we'd loosely call the one percenters. They do have their own uh, groups where they do business. You only have to look at Bohemian Grove and these sort of places uh, to show there is some sort of uh, activity behind, uh, well, outside the public perception that goes on with these people. Yep. Whether they're all uh, joined together and win some uh, giant sort of forceful organisation is another thing, um, or is that sort of just the imagination of sort of conspiracy theorists? I think there's the it does have legs. Yep, the whole theory. Yep. Um, Do you think it spins off from Freemasonry and things like that? Maybe. Mm. Um, I mean, I used to think that that quite a bit. I mean, even when you see the the signs around here, it's like, oh, there's Freemasons. You know, you think yep. your mind does go there, um, but. When you think in, in political senses now and how much you think, you know, look at Donald Trump, how did he get in, into power? Yeah. You know, you, you talk to everybody, yeah. you talk to everybody, you know, who voted for him and, and no why? one, and why? Why? No, one admit, yeah. no one admits to it. Mm. Um, granted, I haven't been to the States or anything like that and I have heard people say there is still a lot of support from over there, but from a media sense, no one likes him, no one wants him there. No. And yet he's still there. And suddenly he's become the champion of, um, you know, states that fought under the Confederate flag. So how does yep. the New York billionaire resonate with those people? I mean, I suppose that's the, the big question, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, I mean, his answer to that was that he, he targeted a certain audience and won, so. Mm. Well, that, yeah, he's got a point. But, he, mm. you know, using bombast and sort of um, nonsense nationalism and all that sort of stuff helps yep. as well, doesn't it? That's right. Because it appeals to a, a certain type of voter. Regardless of where you know the candidates from, if if you tell people the right or the things they want to hear, yeah, you know that's good enough to get you over the line. And if, and if there's fifty one percent of those people versus forty nine percent of uh, you know, the, yeah. if it's, you know, Americans pretty bipartisan. Obviously, it's um, there isn't a lot of choice or scope there. Well, there probably is, but you just don't hear about it, and that doesn't get backing in in the media. So, yeah, I mean, there's a few. Um, I mean, do you think presidents, because uh, I once had this recording of Richard Nixon talking about Bohemian Grove, which we touched on before. Yeah. Um, for, for the uninitiated Bohemian Grove, the short version is a 
Um, now it's held in, uh, is it, is it California or is it Washington state? I'm just trying, it's California somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. And it's basically captains of industry and, and heads of state and presidents and prime ministers all sort of carry on, get together for a once, once a year, I think it is, um, sort of scout camp effectively. Um, and they, and they do silly little, uh, rituals and sort of yep. much like hazing rituals that you would see at, at fraternal college organizations. Um, they have a thing called the cremation of care where they they pretend to burn a, a baby inside a, I don't even know what it is, some sort of weird little baby coffin thing. <laughs> um, Alex Jones, uh, love him or hate him, infiltrated about 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, he, he applied his usual hyperbole to things, but he did uh, get some quite interesting footage. Um, I think it was pretty good evidence that these sort of societies um, or these groups and events do take place. Um, and they're a bit more than, um, you know, just a business networking thing is, is the way they're framed. Richard Nixon made me laugh because he said it was just uh, basically, have you ever heard the tape from talking about Bohemian Grove? No, I haven't, I haven't uh, heard that one. Okay. He, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says, no, I don't go there anymore, blah, blah, blah. He says it's basically just a bunch of um, married men who pretending they're not homosexuals and running around the forest chasing each other. Um, right. Which <laughs> tends to me, <laughs> you know, to me that he's probably quite bang on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can imagine that would make Nixon, sense. But, but um, you know, I think he was probably on the money or something like yeah. that. And it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because you only have to look at this recent, um, you know, uh, Epstein and, and Ghislaine Maxwell stuff yeah. um, kicking off to know that there's, you know, these these rich people get up to some pretty dodgy stuff behind closed doors, it's, right? It's, a, it's an eyes wide shut type of affair. The You're right. Stanley Kubrick movie, right? It, well, I didn't think of it like that, but I yeah. do now. Interesting. But there was there was also the movie The Skulls, I think it was called, with Joshua Jackson, Jackson and yeah. uh, Paul Walker. Sure. So I think... Um, Are you thinking of Paul Walker conspiracy because he's no longer with us? Um, I have heard them. Yeah. Um, it's a bit convenient, though. Uh, I mean, it? I don't think it's related to the movie. I think it's related to something completely different, his conspiracy theory. But, um, yeah, yeah, allegedly the, the Bushes were part of the skulls as well. So mm. yeah. I have heard uh, George uh, Walker Bush interviewed and they someone blatantly asked him, and he, in his usual laconic Texan way, he just said, yeah, it's, it's a society I belong to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I can't talk about it because it's secret. Then the Juno pressed him and he said, again, I can't talk about it because it's secret. He was open to an extent. Mm. Um, but, you know, one, once they started probing, the door pretty much shut. Same happened with Bill Clinton, I think, a few years earlier. Um, who but, knows what Slick Willie was up to? Though. Yeah, I suppose it's it's a whole lot of um, high profile, wealthy people looking after each other. Yeah, a lot of and it's looking after the too. next. Yeah, a lot of it's boredom. You know, they go and do all these um, pseudo sexual activities or stuff that they can't get away with, sort of in their public life. Yeah, um, maybe it's some sort of retreat, some sort of resort. You know, I don't know where to. Yeah, I mean, I guess what we hear from the outside is just all the weird stuff. Yeah. And then our mouthpiece comes from Alex Jones. So, you yeah. know, you, you don't really know who to believe, do you? No. What do you think of Alex Jones? Um, not a lot, really. I not mean, it, it's just one person, you know, telling mm. his side of the story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think he's a shill for for um, dark forces or do you think he just makes a lot of this stuff up? Um, well, I guess everything's based on a little bit of fact. Mm. 
Um, and you know, you, but what about when he goes on about FEMA camps and they're creating all these camps for mass extermination, all this sort of stuff? But then, obviously, we've seen yeah. the impact of coronavirus. Yeah, and you could see how theorists would would tie one to the other, can you? Yeah, you yeah. can. But I mean, we're never going to know, really, are we? Not not until it all comes out. No, and is that going to happen in our lifetime? I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I guess a lot of these people come across as whistleblowers, but you know, mm. for every for every bit of information we get, it's always shut down by somebody else. Perhaps by the Illuminati. Perhaps by the Illuminati, and I, I guess if there is a higher power, it's going to be them that shuts it down, isn't it? I talked about board aristocrats just before. I'm thinking the the because they'll have some um, ties to sort of French um, Judaism. I think their whole because um, the the Rockefellers were sort of been mentioned in dispatches when it comes to these sort of organisations, isn't it? But I, but at the same time, um, the Illuminati to me always seemed like an anti-Semite kind of a setup. Whether you know it's um, one working for the other, I don't I don't entirely know. Um, but you know you see these things like the articles of the Prior of Sion and uh, the sort of thing that that came out, which is basically a. A hate mag, wasn't it, yep. effectively? I mean, it's proven a hoax. Whether it actually is a hoax, I, I mean, to me, it probably is. But, I mean, once I start going down this track with, with these uh, references to the Illuminati, this is the kind of thing that puts me off because you've got someone who's made up a, you know, propaganda hate speech against the Jews post-World War One, um, obviously leading into a, a period uh, in Germany of, you know, social discontent and, you know, um, things not running entirely yep. smoothly, which gave rise to to you-know-who. Um, so I don't think the uh, the Gentile element comes into it uh, for me. I think if there is an Illuminati, I think it's probably made up of world leaders, uh, more likely ones that aren't currently in office, just just because they can extend sort of plausible deniability to things if yep. they're not currently enrolled, so to speak, in said organisation. But someone's pulling the strings, right? So you're saying more uh, ex-leaders that are now political advisors? Um, or, or, amongst or, or, other, amongst other advisors, things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even... Um, some of it would be that, but I think there'd be a mixture. I mean, there'd be a lot of people... Um, involved in aerospace, a lot of in the military-industrial complex. Um, anyone who really, as I said, pulls the strings at a, at a federal level uh, would probably be involved. You know, people above above the highest person in government, you know what I mean? Who are they answering to? Yeah. Somebody. So who do you – what do you think the, the main um, reason for that, for the Illuminati would be? Is it money? Is it is it world domination? Is it control of, of the populace? Probably, but probably all, three. all of the above. All three. If, I mean, that's where the conspiracy goes to have sort of an all-seeing eye over humanity, yeah. doesn't it? You know, being the being the protector, but obviously, you know, you're the man in charge, and and you do what we say, not the yeah. other way around. So take away the free will. Take away the free will. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're putting people up for for president, you know, candidacy and stuff like that, there's always someone who's shoulder tapped by. You know, someone who's got a, a lot of influence. You yep. always hear stories of, um, like, was it you told me about Donald Trump and someone shook his hand at a conference a few years ago and said, thank you, Mr. President, or something, because he, he agreed with uh, something or something to do with a donation. And yeah, I don't think it was me, but was I... Was it you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I do know what you're talking about. And yeah. you've heard stories of... He's not the only president that's sort of been... Um, there's stories about that, is there? So No. Um, it's... 
It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. You'd have to be very good at hiding your your trail of influence, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. The amount of people now that would be out looking for who's in the Illuminati, who's running things, how do they get funded, where they operate out of, this sort of thing. It would have to be one of the best-kept secrets as well, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, but if it's, if it's an ancient secret, or ancient in the extent that goes back at least 300 years or so, yep. or even longer if it's tied to Knights Templar and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, they've been keeping it a secret a long time, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Mm. But, I mean, I, I guess even those that are above still don't know who's above them. Mm. I think that's what would have to be the secret. Who do you think's pulling all the strings? Um, I've got I've got no idea. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, and and who reelects that person as well? Yeah. Obviously, that person's got a lifespan. That yeah, somebody else is going to have to take over. Yeah. Um, so this is where it falls down a little bit for me, though, because I think um, to stay relevant, you would have to have people from the most influential families, which they probably do. But at the same time, you'd have to have people that are involved in, um, you know. New developments like tech, um, you know, people on tech and healthcare and all this sort of stuff, particularly in the US and Russia and China and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, they would have to be involved to bring a contemporary element to it while the while the lizard people sort of sit in the background and just keep an eye on what they're up to. Yep. Do you think that's do you think that's sort of some weight? <laughs> well, uh, are the are the lizard people the Illuminati or are they mm. something else? But uh, lizard people is a loose term for you know, re- in, yeah, exactly, yeah. reptilians or. Or someone who's involved in that sort of yeah. sort of sort of carry on. Um, what do you think about fraternal organisations? We we touched on uh, George Walker Bush basically admitting to skull and bones. Yeah. Um, closer to home, do you think we have this sort of thing in New Zealand? I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I guess the degree of separation in New Zealand is a lot smaller, so you'd probably know about it. Yeah, you would. I mean, because yes, everyone knows everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we do have masonry here and things like that, but to what extent? Mm. You know, I'm not involved with it, so I don't really know. Well, I had a friend who got involved with masonry. Um, he was a bit of a pisshead, and he decided just to do something to sort of keep him out of the pub. Um, he went along to it, and he said it was just a bunch of old men with men with um, reciting silly sort of rites and and. Silly handshakes and, you know, ceremonies and this sort of stuff. And, and to him, it was kind of laughable in a way. Um, and he didn't last that long. He he got recruited as a um, inverted commas, younger man, even though he was sort of 30-odd at the time, yeah. um, to bring some new blood into the organisation. I mean, the Masons do a good job in terms of fundraising for the community and um, that sort of thing. But I think they've been a tarred, um, well, modern-day Masons anyway, probably been tarred a lot by yep. by Dan Brown and the Da Vinci Code and this yeah. sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and you get people sniffing around and wanting to know what goes on inside these lodge doors and... You know, and it, I'm more inclined to believe my mate who says, sod all goes on. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I, and I can't imagine that sort of thing would be too exciting for people to stay around. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. I mean, from what I've heard, they do look after each other. They do, do look after the community. Yep. Um, but what else? No. You know, it's, yeah. it's not exciting. It's not exciting. It's not, it's, it, your mind does wander when you think of those things, but it, it's not that. And I think over time the infiltration of um, influential organisations like police departments and things like that. Yeah. My grandfather was a policeman and, uh, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and he, um, he was a mason, and basically every cop in New Zealand was a mason at the time. 
Um, so I think, like I said, once you just kind of lose control of, well, the police now is a lot uh, considerably different entity yeah. now in New Zealand in terms of diversity and openness and transparency than, than it would have been in the old days. Do you think back then, though, maybe having the Mason title made them sound more honest? Would you think it would have been the opposite? Would have made them sound more dishonest? No, I think at the time it was probably, you're right, probably Santa Morris because it was more open. You, you would know mm. a Mason, you would know someone, someone's dad yeah. or uncle would be a Mason. You know, it wasn't a wasn't a giant deal, but I think it's been romanticised mm. a lot more by, by movies and books and holy blood, holy grail and these sort of things. Well, I mean, I, I guess is it more like um, nowadays having a rotary club? Yeah. Well, that, Have, you're right. Or yeah. Lions. I think it's very yeah. similar. It is. Yeah. Without the silly hats and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's basically just people looking after the community and yeah, and, and putting a bit of bit of funding into into certain things in different areas. I suppose um, if they didn't have the secret of silliness, then it wouldn't be that interesting for people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is probably part of the experience. I suppose it's got to be a, a certain element of being elite as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you... You that, mean that's in terms of it makes a person feel more elite yeah, to that, be a member? to be a member. That's why they've got the secret handshakes and things like that. And, mm. you know, mm. you can tell a, a mason from a mile away, that sort of thing as well. Yeah. You can actually, yeah, because they've got a big Masonic ring on it. Yeah. On their, uh, on their thumb. Um, you heard of the Trilateral Commission? No. Oh, no. No. You go oh, on. You go, oh, you go oh, on. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, it was formed. Um, they have biannual meetings, but it was formed um, sort of water or sort of between wars um, in a way for Japan, Western Europe and the US and Canada or what they term North America, um, sort of better cooperation, i.e. sort of trade deals, I suspect. Uh, David Rockefeller um, was instrumental in starting. I think he actually led it um, from the start. So made up sort of, a, as I said, captains of industry and investors and um Hedge fund managers, this sort of thing. Um, one of them was a fellow called Jeffrey Epstein, too, uh, who you may have heard of recently. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's not painting the Trilateral Commission in the uh, most legit line, is it? Um, but they do exist and they do have meetings along with a group called the Bilderberg Group. You've heard of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're a similar group, but they tend to concentrate more and more on Europe um, yep. in terms of their um, endeavors and investment and that sort of stuff. Um Interestingly, the current uh, the current leader of the Bilderberg Group is a guy called Henri Delacroix de Cars, and he was the CEO of AXA up until a couple of years ago, the the French insurance giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left that job under somewhat of a cloud, from what I understand. He did resign on his own volition, um, but from what I understand, there was some sort of discrepancy in terms of um, access spending going on uh, and a lot of money disappearing into a lot of holes that couldn't be accounted for. Um, whether that's, you know, some some uh, some journo hamming it up, because I did get that off the wires. Yep. I don't know. Maybe some, you know, these guys have enemies too. It's, it's not uncommon for um, some other rich dude to pay a PR firm to, um, you know, put some shit about, <laughs> yeah, their business rival in the you know in the press. Um, so who really knows? But um, they meet actually more often than the Trilateral Commission. So they uh, meet. Yeah, they're yearly. Their first meeting was at the Bilderberg Hotel um, somewhere. I think it's uh, where is it? Oosterbeek, which is in in Holland. 
1954. So they go back a bit that far. They're a bit different in the sense that they have a lot of media people involved as well. And when I say media, I think we're kind of talking about Rupert Murdoch and these sort of guys, you know what I mean? They're not talking about me. Um, But they've kind of stretched their talons um, into the control of media and stuff like that and all our friends from Fox and CNN and all that. The fake news. The fake news. They would say, no, I thought CNN was the fake news, right? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> everything's, oh, fake. everything's fake news. If it's, if it's negative publicity for Trump, then it's all fake news, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, people from IBM, Xerox, Shell, Nokia were actually at the last meeting last year. Um, they have a thing called the Chatham House Rule, um, named after <coughs> Chatham House, um, whereby business can be discussed and ideas can be used freely between members and for their own projects you can use another member's um, ideas effectively. Once they're tabled, um, there's so sort of no copyright, um, but you can never disclose who you got this idea from, right? Which is all a bit fight club ish, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean? very fight club. Yeah, I mean, so you know, we could go to a meeting and some guy says, I've got um, the blueprint to a perpetual motion machine uh, for free energy, um, and I'm going to give you that, but uh, you can't say who gave you the idea, yeah, you know. And, and that guy would probably end up dead anyway at some point, like like everyone else who's trying to invent free energy yeah, over, the, yeah, well, over the years. There's there's money and energy, so, I mean, why, why would you want, want it to be free? That's right. Do you give any um, credence to the sort of the eye of providence, you know, the all-saying eye on, on US banknotes and amongst other places? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously there. Yeah. Why is it there? Yeah. What does it signify? Yeah. Has it been put there on purpose or is it, well, I mean, obviously it's been put there on purpose, but, yeah, why is it there? Who's putting it there? Who's putting it there and mm. why? Mm. Um, you know, and is it is it just a piece of art or is it something more? I think it probably has, um, you know, when you, you look at a coin, say a British coin, it'll say standing on the shoulders of giants or something like that and, yep. you know, written around it. I think it could be just a case of the US Mint or whoever. It's a traditional symbol that they've always used and people, and it's been misinterpreted. And, you know, bearing in mind that conspiracy theorists or people that identify as being interested in that sort of thing can get it, can get ahead of themselves a little bit mm. and, and try and, um, attribute Everything they see to a conspiracy. The fact that it's hiding in plain sight, I think, or well, not hiding is the case yep. because it's pretty well <laughs> acknowledged it's, and people yeah, know it's, it's there. It's there. Yep. Um, leads me to think, you know, in terms of cryptography and stuff like that, it's, it was originally part of the, you know, the setup of the United States and yep. it's something that they've just used ever since. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Because it can be tied to the Federal Reserve, which is, you know, not, as people know, not a Federal Reserve. Effectively, it's everyone else's you know, goal. Um, yeah, that, that's what I think it is anyway. Yeah. It's a piece of art, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess, you know, if you are a conspiracy theorist, you could take a lot of a lot of that information and, and apply it Well, that's fuel, elsewhere. that's fuel to the fire. That is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when people, the people that look at um, Da Vinci's photos and they say that there's UFOs in them are photos. <laughs> He paintings. Wasn't, he wasn't that smart. Yeah. <laughs> he probably was, yeah. though. Um, his painting, and people see UFOs in them and stuff like that. That's yeah. not what I interpret out of it. Personally, I interpret it some sort of sun god, or he's, he's, he's showing us something like that. Um, or they see a machine or heli- helicopter and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know. A lot of it's interpretation, isn't it? 
You saw a lot of that um, at the – when were we supposed to all blow up? 2012, weren't we? Yep. Well, that Nostradamus stuff, which which you got to take with a grain of salt, I think. Some of it is, you know, you can draw some parallels. Yeah. Well, I think it was Nostradamus if you're – Sitting in a room for however many years making predictions, mm-hmm. sure enough, you're going to get some of them right. You will. Um, a bit like the, remote viewers that we've talked about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they never really tell us about the ones that he got wrong until the, the years come and yeah. nothing happens. Yeah. Although, you know, 2012, when the world was supposed to blow up, um, apparently they got it wrong and it's supposed to be this year. And But it's been blowing up for some time now, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, every year there's sort of a new end of end of life event. On its way, isn't it? Yep. Um, coronavirus is probably this year's one. Yep. It's doing a fairly good job so far. Yeah. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> but would it do as big as a giant asteroid, you know? I don't know. I mean, uh, do we have to compete with, with swine flu and the I think so. bubonic plague I, now? I think it's or? a historical thing. But people would say, this is what I'm saying, people would say whoever's pulling the strings and their, um, you know, Ivory Tower, wherever it is, um, this is just their latest thing to depopulate the earth yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And all the billionaires are moving down to New Zealand, and which is true to an extent. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, really, if you had it's the money relatively to safe down, here. Relatively mm-hmm. touch wood. Yeah. Um, I did see the – did I mention about – I went and saw the um, dancing hair boat down at the viaduct that – I told you that, didn't I? No. The boat that Robert Maxwell disappeared on in 1991 when he drowned in adverted commas. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, you haven't told me the story. I don't know whether you went to go see I went it. to see yeah. it downtown in the viaduct. It's been uh, docked in Auckland uh, Viaduct since the 20th of January of this year, yep. formerly known as the Lady uh, Ghislaine. Is it Ghislaine or Ghislaine? Because a French would pronounce it. Jelaine, I would suspect. Yeah. Let's just go with we'll that. Go with that. Is parked down at the viaduct, and you can. Uh, so a woman got arrested for trespassing, and on the other day, apparently she was um, yelling all sorts of slogans and mm. this sort of thing. But Robert Maxwell, there's an example right there of a guy disappeared top of his game in terms of the publishing world. Certainly had a lot of enemies, particularly um, a certain Australian fellow who owned a rival media company, right? Um, and he went missing off the back of his yacht. Uh, drowned, which is, um, yeah, who knows really? Mysterious, what certainly mysterious. And yeah. now, and now, his daughter, whom the boat is named after, is in federal protective custody, um, accused of running a worldwide prostitution racket. Yep, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. So, I think if anyone's going to be on these uh, boards, these commissions, these secret societies, it's going to be people like Maxwell, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Nasty piece of work, I think. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Very interesting. What uh, credence do you give to the presence of symbolism and Illuminati symbolism and that sort of stuff in the music industry and entertainment? I don't think you can avoid it. Um, Well, the best known example is like Jay-Z, isn't it? Jay-Z, yeah. And Beyonce. Yeah. So he's, he's one of those ones that allegedly throws up the... The uh, triangle or pyramid symbol with his hands. Yep. On stage, the eye of providence. The eye of providence yep. again. Yep. Um, but I've also heard. I mean, I've heard him talk about it, and he says it means diamond. He's showing yep. up a diamond sign. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. How would you hold up a diamond? That way. I guess. Or would the point be down? I don't know. If, Good point. You top. mean like a pyramid? Yeah, well, a diamond's more of a... It depends what sort of diamond we're talking yeah. about. I mean, are we talking about one of those ones that 
They've just dug it out of the ground in South Africa, or are you talking about the the? I'm talking about a, a, cut, a, a cut diamond. Something. A cut okay. diamond is you know, you know if you were to draw a picture of a diamond, yep. you'd have the point facing down. Okay, you? I get it now. Yeah, or is that just is that just semantics? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, but. Uh, but you know, Jay Z's known as a few things, you know, Hoover and all this sort of stuff, and he's a he's made a billion dollars out of um, you know not just his music, but his image and, and fashion and and producing for other people, and and he's a he's a very clever marketer. There's no doubt about that. I wouldn't put it past him to have included some sort of mystery in his music, um, yep. just to sell a few more records. Yeah. Mm. Well, you're a bit of a hip hop fan, aren't you? I am. Yep. Yeah. So are you familiar with with his lyrics? Or I am. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so allegedly, a song called Heaven. Yep. You you know where I'm going with yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that that's allegedly the song that people say is the nod to mm. being you know involved with the Illuminati. Yeah. I look at this song two ways. Um, have you got the lyrics there? I don't have the lyrics there, no. Okay. I'm just, it's one of those situations where I know the lyrics, but I'm talking at the same time and I can't yeah. spit them out, if that makes sense. The way I would look at that is either it's a nod to what he's doing in his, in his um, secret chamber under his house with mm-hmm. his weird devil-worshipping friends, Yep. or it's a very clever piece of marketing. Well, it could be. But he's also been gone on to be quoted as saying, you know, um, something about all this Illuminati rubbish. Yeah. In reference to all the conspiracy theories. Yep. So that, that's maybe, just to throw them off. Who would know? Maybe he's just, maybe it's just a joke for him. Maybe he just has a laugh with yep. everyone. You know, that, that's most likely. For me. Well, I mean, he's a very wealthy man. I mean, Absolutely. he can laugh with too. Too. So, yeah. Um, Beyonce's had some strange. Um, Stuff like that as well. I mean, she's got that song called Formation. Uh, one of the lyrics is the Black Bill Gates in the making. Um, a guy came out recently, a guy called yeah, Mark Dice. Have you heard this guy? He writes quite a lot of books. Um, they end up on Amazon. There are a lot of conspiracy books right. and stuff like that. I mean, he's an okay writer. I don't agree with everything he says, but he, he he's tenacious and he gets good information. Um, anyway, his latest theory is that that lyric, the Black Bill Gates in the making, um, is some sort of tenuous, well, I'm calling it tenuous, but a link to Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Um and Beyonce, in fact, isn't black at all, and she's an Italian. I have heard that have one. Have heard that I've one heard as that well? One. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I've also, I did a bit more digging on that because I, I laughed because if you've seen Beyonce, you'd, I wouldn't call her Italian. Um, she's certainly a light, light-skinned light African-American. but I, Yeah, definitely. I mean, there could be something else, you know, some Italian in her. But yeah. However, but he goes on to, well, no, so he doesn't, but I dug a bit further um, on this Italian theory and – a few people have tied it back to the Vatican, of course. And what comes with the Vatican? Your Opus Dei, which is another yep. secret society, allegedly. I mean, it does exist. Um, I think it's more of just sort of a hardcore Catholic organisation of, <coughs> as you see in the, saw in the movie with Silas the Monk um, lashing himself yep. and that sort of stuff. I think there probably is a bit of that. A um, bunch of people that sort of want to... Um, take the hit for God, so to speak, yep. and, and give themselves a bit of a <coughs> or perhaps they're just into that sort of thing, you know, is the other thing. Um, so anyway, I don't give that give that too much um, time, to be honest, uh, Mr. Dice. However, um, he says that symbolism is hiding in their music videos um, and to an extent, I don't know if you, you were researching a Jay-Z video, weren't you? Um, 
I've I've seen videos before, but not recently. Um, the, like, yeah, there is a lot of symbolism symbolism in there, particularly and, and with Beyonce because her yeah. costumes and stuff like yeah. that. There's a lot of she uses a lot of symbolism in her music, yeah. doesn't she? Anyway, um, but again, I think that's just an expression of art. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way, really, couldn't it? Yeah, <sighs> you know. It, She's she's been you know seen wearing these big crowns you know yeah. representing saint gods and things like that. But at the while, same while time, singing her, Halo, true, you know. But at the same time, her nickname's Queen Bee. That's right. And this could just be a play on that, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. You know. Don't forget, Jay Z was you know he was a drug dealer. Let's yeah. not count over this. He was a um, street level drug dealer. He was uh, you know obviously pretty quick witted and and knew what he was doing. He knew how to make a buck. Um, I wouldn't put it past him at all to have, have incorporated the conspiracy hysteria yeah. into his marketing and, yeah. and probably just made him and his wife a lot richer. So correct me if I'm wrong, he also referred to himself as Young Judas, is that right? Young Judas, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So do you think there's anything behind that? Um, look, rappers say a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of the time it's just a rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fair enough. And and a lot of rap is, is bombast and... Um, Dick swinging, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, showing you're a better MC than everybody else. You know, that's how battle rap started. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff. You shouldn't read in, into too deeply into it. I mean, you're not reading a book by Sun Tzu or anything like that, you know, or, you know, <laughs> something that you really have to pay some, you know, yeah. attention to. Um, I just think that's probably where he's gone. That's the track he's gone down. Um, Rihanna's not immune from it as well, from what I understand. Um, part of that stems from the fact that Jay-Z treats Rihanna like his uh, niece. niece. He, he yeah. sort of calls her his niece. He kind of brought her up through the music industry and that sort of stuff. Uh, Kasia, the singer, is the same, and even Christina Aguilera has, um, has uh, been accused of it as well. Mm. Well, Lady Gaga as well. Is there right? a, lot, a lot of her I didn't video, read that one. A lot of her videos, she covers one eye. So, again, it's the eye of providence yep. coming through again. Yeah. Um, or it could just be a dance move. It could, yeah, well. Do you know? Or she's short-sighted. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> can't the, can't read the, the lyrics. Doc, or, yeah, the trying to read the auto cue. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, again, it, it could be seen as something else. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes, while it, it's fun to read into conspiracies, mm. Um, you know, you can think too much into it at times. Yeah. Anything could end up being a conspiracy if you really tried hard enough. Uh, Christina, that, that one puzzles me a little bit, though, because I haven't noticed anything in her music um, that what I sort of associate to sort of guys wearing goat heads and things like that, have you? No, I haven't seen anything like that. But, yeah. but how big a Christina fan are you really? Um, on a scale of one to ten? Yeah. Yeah, not very. Can you even yeah. call yourself a fan? No. Okay, well, I'm, I'm no super fan, but I you know I know a few of her songs. Genie in a Bottle is a good one. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that's about something else. Who yeah. knows? Probably isn't. Being rubbed up the right way. <laughs> Rubbing up the right way, baby. Something like that, isn't it? Yep. I saw a funny one too. Um, I think it was to do with Beyonce. It was when I was scrolling through a few videos just on conspiracies and stuff. There's one called Pizzagate. Have you seen this recently? Uh, pizza cuts in trouble for their symbols somehow, which to me is, is a red roof. Okay. Um, like they when they used to have restaurants before they shut them all down, they were these big sort of – uh, red roofs and the, the symbol exists to this day, but somehow that symbol has 
kind of means something to do with communism, which is a new one. Really? Yeah. And that was Pizza Hut, you say? Pizza Hut, which is a the a bastion of capitalism, if anything. Yeah. I really don't get that link. Uh, yeah, I don't see it relating but, to But like you said, you can get muddled. People lose themselves mm. in this stuff, don't they? Yeah. After a while, you can sort of, you know, geez, is that what, <laughs> is that what you really think? You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. One that I found quite interesting was... Are you are you an, an MJ fan? Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson? Jackson. Jackson. The OG. Um, that's that's a difficult question now, isn't it? Yeah. He had a lot of bangers. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, for what it was, he was a talented yep. artist. I mean, yep. You can't deny you you don't you don't go along not knowing who he was. Well, he could have been a talented bullshit artist too. He could have been. That's yeah. the problem. But however, so are you familiar with his dangerous album? I am. You are? <laughs> Ironic title, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so allegedly at the at the artwork for his um for the Dangerous album was done by a guy called Mark Ryden. Yep. And uh he was he was told by Michael to make the album cover quite mysterious and uh wanted yeah. wanted it to be interpreted how anyone actually liked. From memory it's kind of a mask, isn't it? Um it's it's a mask, sort of like a circus theme. So it's got mm, it's got like a mm, masquerade sort of mask with Michael's sort of Michael's eyes behind it with dangerous on top. Uh Bubbles the Monkey is is up on top. But in within the picture there's there's quite a quite a lot going on. Is it a PT Barnum sort of a thing or is it Well yeah, well it's it's Basically based on P.T. Barnum, so there's the Elephant Man in there. Well, it's the remains of the Elephant Man. Howard Hughes. Yeah. No, so, no not Howard Hughes. Uh, he bought the bones of Howard Hughes as well, didn't he? Or yeah, well, to, allegedly tried to, yeah. Uh, tried to, but, okay. but failed. So what was the Elephant Man's name? Uh, pass. Let's just go with the Elephant Man. The Elephant Man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently he was denied. He wasn't wasn't able to, but that's still within the, the cover of the album. Okay. So there is an old man at the bottom of the album cover, um, some people say it's P.T. Barnum himself, mm-hmm. while others say it is Alistair Crowley. Very interesting. So you look at side-by-side comparisons, it could be either. Um, so <laughs> the funny thing is um, Alistair Crowley is also linked to the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Have you heard of them before? So I have, but I think only because you've said it. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's kind of interesting that it's like a secret society that's that's interested in, in the mystical arts and evoking spirits and, and uh, entities and that sort of thing as well. Masters of the dark arts. Masters of the dark arts. Well, not necessarily the dark arts either, just evoking um, entities. But if you're well. evoking entities, you're yeah. into some crazy stuff. Yeah. So... Some some other people that are actually part of that group, notably, um, so it's Alistair Crowley, yep. Arthur Conan Doyle. <gasps> Please Brent. don't sully Sir Arthur. He's one of my favourite writers. Bram Stoker. Really? Yeah. Dracula. H.P. Lovecraft. Really? Yeah. Um, and J.M. Barry. You know who that was? No. Peter Pan? Author of Peter Pan? Oh, of course. Al- allegedly. So and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Who did he Peter want to Pan. be? Peter. Yeah. Peter Pan. 
you remember when he hit up a tree in um, yep. the Neverland documentary and um, it was a guy, Martin Bashir, was interviewing him, wasn't he? And he yep. said, Michael, would you please come down from the tree? And he said, no, I'm Peter Pan. Yep. That was yep. my favourite part of that. I doctor. mean, and, and this this is just my mind wandering. <laughs> you can imagine how anyone else does. Yeah. So I'm making the synchronicities and connections myself, but, yep. you know, um, and I've, I've only named a few names here. These are all authors yeah. that I was familiar with. Um, there's also actresses. and um, Who are the actresses? None that I really recognise. They're all Irish or, you know, between going back from the 1800s. Okay. The, um, the order stopped uh, practising in temples from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're still going in certain areas. No one really knows. Um but the other thing as well is if you what, – what do you know about Alistair Crowley? I just know he was sort of involved in the occult. Um, I don't think he originally was, and then he sort of went down that track later. Yeah. Life, well, there, were, there were aspects of that I've read that he was into what was called sex magic. Yeah. So basically having orgies. He was a doing, deviant, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a bit of a deviant. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, if, why would Michael Jackson have him on his album cover? <laughs> Can you hear where I'm going with that? Yes. Do you know who did the artwork for that album? For the Dangerous album? Mm. It was a guy called uh, Mark Ryden. Okay. So, oh, so sorry, that was your yeah, one bit of Yeah, he was instructed instructed by Michael to make it mysterious. Um, but the other theory behind that is that it was just an ode to um, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, which did have Alistair Crowley on the cover. Yeah. So yeah, I was. That's what I was coming to next. Because yeah. it was very similar with the, with the elephants and the yeah. sort of snare drums and all that sort of thing. And so you could yeah. you could take it as something completely innocent, or you could run with it. Yeah. Um, but it's so frustrating. He's dead. In, is, a, in a way, or is he? Oh, or is he? Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? Um, why do you think he's alive, Jacko? I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to live a normal life. Yeah, but late for that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's got enough money. If if he wanted to hide, he probably could. But what about Doctor Conrad uh, Black going to jail? It's a small, was he? It's a small price to pay for him. I suppose. Was that, was that a ruse? Was it? Oh. Could be a ruse. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, mm. maybe Michael Jackson's death wasn't anything he was guilty of. Who knows? Mm. Absolutely. I did hear that. Um, the police involved in the original raid of Neverland, they did find some classic pornography and uh, behind a hidden wall, and that story seems to have disappeared amongst, yep. um, you know, Michael Jackson fans and stuff like that. It's not something they acknowledge or that, as I said, the story didn't have much legs. It came out, um, a few people said, there you go, there you go, and then it quietly disappeared, which I thought was a little bit strange. Yeah, and then, of course, there was the autopsy photo as well. Yeah. He didn't have a belly button. No. Very odd. Allegedly that was faked. But also he was an odd guy, so who say he didn't get it surgically removed? Mm. I wouldn't rule that out at all, would you? No, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, he tattooed his eyelids and yeah, and and bleached his skin allegedly. And Do you think he bleached, bleached his skin or do you think it was a, um, you know, he had that, the what's it called, vitilu- what's yeah. called? vitiligo or something? Well, I mean... I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that in his time, maybe being a, a white artist was more popular, mm. and that's where he was going. Mm. Sadly, yep. Um, 
Who knows? Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe that was his mindset. Maybe he well, thought was he wasn't going to make it as a black artist. Well, maybe because when he came out, um, you know, off the wall, what was it? 79 and then Bad was about 87. And so in the middle there, off the wall, that was mm-hmm. a. That's when he sort of started going. Uh, well, by the time he was bad, came out. That was the name of the album, wasn't it? Bad, bad eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. By the time that came out, he'd sort of was starting to look a bit more Scottish, wasn't he? By that point. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Very strange man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't he had to have been part of the ruling elite in some way. Well, he was very influential. Put it that way. I just wonder if um, if 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 the stories are all true. And the truth comes out one day. I wouldn't be surprised if he was tied in with his Epstein or someone like that, some sort of child prostitution ring anyway. Yeah. I mean you know, no one wants to hear that, but I think that it's more than more than possible. Whether you like him or hate him, I my my gut feeling about Jackson is that he was just a, you know, a child entertainer that never had a chance to grow up. Yep. Um, but just but Justin Timberlake was a child entertainer. Britney Spears was a child entertainer. Mm. Christina Aguilera. I, I suppose they still had different different lives though. Mm. Um, I mean, allegedly Michael had an abusive, controlling father as well. I mean, I'm, 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 I've heard Britney Spears did it as well, but but she shaved all her hair off. Remember when she yeah. lost it? Yeah. Leave Britney alone. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So obviously, this this early childhood. You know, stardom has an effect on people. Mm. They all they all react differently. Mm. But he but he transcended sort of um, sort of class and race and everything though, didn't he, Michael Jackson? I mean, yep. you could see him. This is unfortunate to sound. He could be friends with Macaulay Culkin, but he could be friends with you know the Sultan of Brunei yep. at the same time. Yes, and Yuri Geller. Yuri yeah, Geller was his it, best man, apparently. Exactly. And the, the circles he moved in, there's some strange circles, but he would have had some access to some some pretty influential people. So who's to say, you know, he wasn't some part, sort of, part of uh, some sort of pedophile network going around? Could have been. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got no reason to, to protect him or his image, but I, no. I my honest belief is that he didn't do it. Or maybe he did. He just, I don't think he honestly realised what what he was how doing. inappropriate it was. Mm. I because think he, 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 thought, he, he thought he was a child himself. Mm. He, he, as we said before, he's the child that never grew up. Yeah. And he called himself Peter Pan. Yeah. Or is that, you know, just, just a uh, wolf in sheep's clothing and he's, you know, he's, he's fooled the world. Or yeah. Fooled the world could, could have done or it's a side effect of the, of the medication he was on. Yeah. It's interesting because those guys came out a couple of years ago or a year or so with that um, documentary about him, didn't they? And they mm. described very in detail and it's graphic and that sort of stuff yeah. about what allegedly happened to them. Um, for me, I was always a bit puzzled by how good their memory was. Yeah. Did you pick up on that as well in that documentary? They, they knew exactly what he was wearing. Um, you know, what way he styled yeah. his hair, what, what he smelt like, all this sort of carry on. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have been concentrated on other things if that was happening to me. Yeah, and and time would have clouded things a lot as well. The the biggest um, giveaway for me is they kind of went into detail about how Michael um, supported them quite a lot financially. Yeah, and as soon as he he passed on, yeah, that that ended. Yeah, they no longer got any financial support. No, so they obviously needed to. But what's in it for someone like Macaulay Culkin and, and a few other defenders he's had um, who say, you know, he never touched me as a child and this sort of carry on. 
Um, did they fall under the spell of a predator or did nothing really happen and these people just after, you know, trying to exploit a admittedly strange but but very wealthy man? Well, maybe, maybe it didn't happen. Mm. I mean, you look at Corey Feldman as well and, and how much of an attack he's made on people. And Charlie recent, Sheen. Yeah. yeah, Charlie Sheen. And Charlie but, Sheen, just even, even Corey Feldman's mother said this is rubbish or something, didn't yeah. she, recently? Yeah, but uh, Corey Feldman said, well, I was friends with Michael and nothing ever happened. Mm. So, mm. you know, maybe it didn't. I suppose Corey Feldman, you'd probably take him with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah, nowadays yeah. you would, yeah. Yeah, he's, I think he's certainly on the way to uh, not... <laughs> he's not. He's, he's not a, with the rest of us. Is yeah. probably the best way to describe him. A bit fried. A bit fried. Yeah. yeah. And poor old Corey Haim. Uh, he died a young man, didn't he? Yeah. And destitute as well. By again, obviously not a very good life living as a child star. <laughs> no, I mean it, it doesn't end up well for them. It has the potential to mess you up. You know, absolutely. Um, okay. Unless you've got anything to add, um, I've got. I've got another one. Go on, Bob Marley. Killed by the CIA. Robert Nestor Marley. Have you heard that one? I have, but I've never given up much. Credit. Allegedly, um, there was a CIA agent who confessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was, we've got it here somewhere, Bill Oxley. Yeah. Confessed to giving Bob Marley a pair of uh, Converse shoes. Which was doesn't sound so bad. Doesn't sound so bad. They no. had a needle inside them, and and I don't know how this sounds or how possible it is, but apparently it injected him with cancer. Bob Marley, really? Bob Marley allegedly <laughs> okay. died in eighty one. Of just, I think it might be eighty one or two. Just after he'd been in New Zealand, actually, he yeah. died really quickly though. Brain cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty six. Mm. I'll, I'll give you a little bit on that because. I've led quite a lot of uh, studies just on the effects of cannabis and um, they use the CBD as one of the primary treatments in brain cancer now. So that's interesting. So I'm wondering if the cannabis he consumed might have some sort of inhibitory effect on on something, particularly given his age. He was a young man, um, the height of his fame. You think he would have noticed these problems before? Um, You would think so. Sudden onset brain cancer isn't that common, is it? I mean, it's something Mm. that... You know, you'd have headaches for a long time, that sort of stuff. Either that or he was so whacked out he just didn't notice. Yeah. I mean, that's also possible, I suppose. What's in it for the CIA, though? Why are they knocking off Bob? Well, he was about to start a revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's the answer that was given, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, he was about to start a revolution. Really? And he was one of 14 people, allegedly, around the 70s that they took out. Who were the other ones? They, They didn't name them. Janice Joplin? Possibly, I don't know. Mm, I've heard yeah. that before. Yeah. Well, she was part of the 27 Club, right? Correct. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's the link. But um, take it with a grain of salt. This this article comes to you from, again, the person hasn't been named. Okay. BBC reporter who also is a follower of David Icke. Okay. The reporter's a follower. A BBC the, the, reporter. A BBC reporter. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. What's this BBC's reporter's they, name? They didn't name them. Okay. They, they named the CIA agent, but not the reporter. That's, un- that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Very unusual. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I've heard this Bob Marley one a few times. I mean, it wasn't always Converse shoes. Sometimes it's Nike shoes. So yeah, um, this one also 
comes courtesy of Buster Rhymes. He's quite a big follower of this theory. He is. Buster Rhymes gets accused of, of yep. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What does it say about but oh Buster came up he, with the Bob Marley theory? He's the one that's sharing this one around quite quite frequently, yeah. apparently. Again, I think Buster's sort of yeah. hitting the pipe a bit hard. Yeah. But um who knows? We'll be wrong, and that's why we have this show. Yep. Occam's Razor, episode 34. Can you can you believe we've got to 34 episodes? Yep. You can? Oh, go go strong. Go strong. How many do you think we should do? Uh, aim aim for 50. That's a goal and Let's a half, go isn't it? 50. Then we'll yeah. go for 1,000 or yeah. something. Okay. That sounds all good. Um, well, thanks for listening. East FM 88.1, or if you're listening to us through the podcast radio in the UK, they are a preferred listening provider tune in and you can listen to any of the 34 episodes we've done so far also have a look at occam's razor paranormal.com thanks for coming in sam sam from hauntedauckland.com yep no worries uh and we'll catch us all next week 9 p.m east fm we'll see you then